Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for September 23rd, 2020. Here's what's happening in Hollywood, the media biz, and social platforms with, uh, well, just a lot going on today. So let me just knock back this double espresso from our sponsor, the freshest Colombian coffee you can get, Devotion Coffee, and we'll be on our way. But first, let's stop over in the trailer house, where HBO gave us one for David Byrne's American Utopia, directed, of course, by Spike Lee. That film version of the Broadway show will debut October 17th on HBO. And Netflix had kind of a trippy trailer for, I guess, what we call a preteen animated film. That one's called Over the Moon, and it, you know, has a few tropes of the genre, like a very Olaf-esque sidekick. But it looks kind of cool, so check that out in the episode notes. That one hits Netflix on October 23rd, and links to both are in the episode notes. Now over to Hollywood. And we'll start off at the box office where Liam Neeson's Honest Thief will indeed hit U.S. theaters this fall, but Open Road is moving the movie one week later to October 16th, according to Deadline, when it will open in over 2,000 theaters. Open Road pushed the date on the thinking that more theaters will be open by that point, so the movie can play in more varied locations around the U.S., but uh, no specifics were offered. Otherwise, a super busy day in casting, and we'll start with Carrie Mulligan, because that's enough of a reason. She's been cast as Leonard Bernstein's wife, Felicia, in Bradley Cooper's next directorial effort at Netflix, which is now called Maestro. In addition to directing and co-writing the script, Bradley is also portraying the legendary composer, and the film hopes to begin production in the spring. Speaking of music biopics, uh, Ron Howard has set his next directorial effort. It's going to be a biopic of legendary 38-year-old Chinese pianist Lang Lang. Imagine is producing, of course, and AGC Studios is financing, with CAA representing sales on the title. It'll be shot in the U.S. and China and is based on Lang's memoir, according to the announcement. Patricia Arquette is partnering up with director Ben Stiller for yet another series over at Apple TV. This one's a half-hour comedy called High Desert where she's going to play a recovering addict who becomes a private investigator after the death of her mother. Arquette and Stiller are currently doing another series already at Apple TV as actor and director, a workplace thriller called Severance. Over on broadcast TV, Nicole Ari Parker is joining Chicago PD for their eighth season, but Liv Tyler is not returning for 911 Lone Star on Fox due to issues around pandemic travel. She lives in London with two young kids, so shooting in L.A., yeah, not so much. Her role is not going to be recast according to Deadline, although Gina Torres has already signed on for the new season in a different role alongside the returning Rob Lowe, and the door is open for Lib to return at a future date. And stepping off a project due to COVID travel issues in the other direction is director Tony Gilroy, who will no longer direct the first three episodes of the untitled Disney Plus Rogue One spinoff series, with Diego Luna reprising his Cassian Andor role. UK-based director Toby Haynes will now direct the first three episodes, and Toby was already on the director list to direct episodes later in the season, making for as smooth a transition as possible. The show is planning to start production next month. And also not returning will be the CW's Supergirl. Their upcoming sixth season will now be their last. Real housewife of Beverly Hills, Teddy Mellencamp, has also done her last season with that show, as she revealed on her Instagram that her contract was not renewed. But uh, let's finish out on a positive note here, shall we? As Stars has renewed Power Book 2 for a second season, that series premiere episode got 7.5 million viewers across all platforms during its premiere week, according to the network. 
And also two bonus positive notes to finish out with over at ABC. First, Monday Night Football returned to ABC on Monday night to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the franchise, as well as the first home game for the Raiders in Las Vegas. And they added almost 5 million viewers to similar comps from games last year that only aired on ESPN. The game aired on ABC and ESPN on Monday, and both networks got about 7.5 million viewers in what also could have been a test run for Disney making a case to the NFL to renew the rights to the Monday Night Football franchise if they move it back to ABC, a move that would also put ABC back in the mix for a Super Bowl. Disney slash ESPN's rights to Monday Night Football are up after this season. And ABC positive note number two, their evening news broadcast, World News Tonight with David Muir, finished the 2019-2020 TV season as the most watched daily newscast in both total audience and across all demos for the first time in 24 years. The show averaged 9 million viewers a night. That compares to 7 million for NBC and just over 5 million over at CBS, according to ABC's press release. That 9 million is also double the audience for any Fox News show, such as Hannity or Tucker Carlson. So congrats to David and the team. Over in the executive suite... The executives to be at UTA are about to start driving slightly better cars whenever they go back to the office. Variety reports that UTA is raising all hourly pay for assistance to at least 22 bucks an hour with an average of 24 bucks an hour. That's well above all other major agencies who range from 18 to 20 bucks an hour for assistant pay. WME music agent Brent Smith has been suspended for, quote, behavioral issues. That's according to Deadline, but uh, not too many other details available. Brent counts Drake, Kendrick, and Calvin Harris as clients. And over at Warner Media, their chief marketing officer, Chris Spadaccini, is exiting the company after 15 months on the job and a 21-year tenure at HBO, according to Deadline. I actually worked with Chris quite a bit on Cinemax original programming marketing and the launches of HBO Go and HBO Now. He's definitely a smart guy and a good guy, so big shoes to fill over at Warner Media. But it seems the changes at HBO Max continue, and I'm sure Apple TV has Spad's phone number. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. With a rebrand for Viacom's Paramount Network, pretty much all of the Hollywood trades merging together, and an expanded Sirius XM deal for Kev Hart, plus today's pop quiz. The Paramount Network was of course rebranded from Spike, but what was the name of the Viacom cable TV network that was rebranded as Spike TV in 2003? The answer after a coffee break with Devotion Coffee. Which is always the bright spot of my morning, outside of talking to you people, as I get to explore the different tastes and flavors that Colombian coffee can offer. Devocion sources their beans from a variety of areas in Colombia. And just like grapes and wine or hops and beer, different climates and soil can give you different tastes and flavors. And Devocion prints the origin and tasting notes on each package. So you can order, say, three different bags and explore the wide variety of tastes that coffee can offer. And you can get those tastes right from their website. That's Devocion.com, D-E-V-O-C-I-O-N.com. They give you free shipping when you order just 50 bucks worth or more, which is really about three bags worth usually. And just for you people, you get 20% off your first order. Just enter the code WAKEUP at checkout and you're all set. That's Devocion.com. They ship to all 50 states, so liven up your morning a little bit. The direct link with the discount code is right in the episode notes. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. 
before Spike TV, which later changed to just Spike, that Viacom cable TV channel was called TNN, or as its friends called it, the National Network. And before that, it was known as the Nashville Network back in the mid-90s. But gotta think, keeping all the same initials also let them keep all the stationery and merch when they uh, changed the name. So impressive cost savings, Viacom. Now over to the media biz and social platforms. Where yes, the Paramount Network is rebranding again. It'll now become the Paramount Movie Network, according to Variety. Yellowstone is going to remain on the network, but they pretty much canceled all their other scripted series already. As for their numerous unscripted series, they're either now canceled, like Ink Master, Wife Swap, and Battle of the Fittest Couples. Is that before or after they swap wives? Anyway, their lip sync battle and bar rescue shows will move to other Viacom networks, TBD. As for the Paramount Movie Network, outside of, well, library movies, they're going to air an original movie every week starting sometime next year. And they'll also have a limited event series or a new season of an ongoing series every quarter. However, there was no word if the Paramount Movie Network would have either a branded presence on the upcoming Paramount Plus streaming service or if these 52 movies a year would have their streaming home there either. Otherwise, the big media news of the morning involves the Hollywood trades themselves, as it basically appears they're becoming one company. According to the release and deadline, their parent company, Penske Media Corporation, or PMC, which already owns Variety as well as Rolling Stone and WWD, is essentially merging with Media Rights Capital, or MRC, which owns The Hollywood Reporter, Billboard, and Vibe. And they're going to create two branches as a result. PMRC, which is essentially the journalism side and is going to be run by Penske. So effectively, Variety, The Hollywood Reporter and Deadline will all be run by the same company, as will Billboard, Vibe and Rolling Stone. And the other arm of the company will be run by MRC. And essentially, that's going to be the media arm, leading all video and live events content from all the brands, as far as I can tell. MRC already produces things like the Billboard Music Awards and the Golden Globes. So they're going to look to exploit all the IP from the journalism-based brands into TV and, I guess, any audio or visual content overall. So one big company with a journalism-slash-online publishing division, led by Penske, and a production and live events division, led by MRC. But let's finish out here with something simpler. Sirius XM has extended and expanded their deal with Kevin Hart, according to The Hollywood Reporter. He, of course, already has his Laugh Out Loud comedy channel on Sirius, but is now going to do live radio events and expand into podcasting and video for the satellite-based audio service. In today's programming notes, Enola Holmes comes to Netflix with Millie Bobby Brown in the title role as the teenage sister of Sherlock Holmes, who is played here by Henry Cavill. Sam Claflin and Helena Bonham Carter co-star. HBO premieres the two-part documentary, Agents of Chaos Tonight and Tomorrow Night, which looks at Russian interference in our elections. That one's from Oscar-winning director Alex Gibney. The first part airs tonight at 9 p.m. and the second at the same time tomorrow night. And Fox is back with the new season of The Masked Singer at 8 p.m., followed by their all-new singing mystery performance show, I Can See Your Voice, at 9 And we'll go out today with a new song from a band I just dig, Nothing But Thieves, who also dropped a new album this month. This one's called Impossible. And uh, just a note of sincere thanks to those of you who have kindly shared the podcast in your Instagram stories. It's really a big help, so thank you very much. And if you like the podcast and want to see it uh, keep going, please give it a share on the socials as well, which on Instagram is super easy. You can follow at The Wake Up Pod, two piece in there. That's The Wake Up Pod, which makes for an easy share from there. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) 